It's another new day and another new episode of the Transcend podcast. I'm your host Saranya and today we have with us Ms. Rudrani Chetri who runs the amazing Mitra Trust. The Mitra Trust is a non-governmental organization which works towards improving the lives of the transgender community in India through various initiatives. The trust works to empower transgender individuals with technical, financial and institutional support, further developing self-help sexual health programs addressing their needs. The trust is a place for the community to meet and feel comfortable and safe. She is joining us today to discuss what it's like to be an ally or a friend to trans individuals. Through highs and lows, allies may want to be there for support, but action always trumps intent. To understand how our actions can help those around us and so much more, I would like to thank Ms. Rudrani for being here with us today. So as someone who has worked extensively towards the welfare of the trans community, what are the biggest blind spots you've noticed in our society? Uh, thank you for having me, Saranya. And how I see is uh, recently the transgender bill has been passed, but mm-hmm. for a very long time, you know, as I have seen, uh, the community have been, you know, excluded from the mainstream, whether it may be, you know, education, it may be jobs or it may be, you know, medical support or any kind of where as a, as an individual, as an Indian citizen, you know, people think as a cisgendered male and female that this is their right. And this is what basic, you know, needs they should be getting. I think we have been excluded from, you know, all of, all of it. And this is a big problem. And till now also we are fighting very strong, to you know get access to all of uh, the uh, you know needs which which is required for us yeah because even i've noticed and i've seen and i've read so many things about how you're denied uh, basic uh, fundamental rights which are actually inalienable and universal so um, it's i feel like the society still hasn't completely welcomed uh, the community besides the trans bill passing but personally what ways do you think uh, we can what ways in which do you think we can overcome these blind spots and what ways in which do you think we can continuously address these biases that are so prevalent in society I, I believe society still lives with a lo- lot of you know ideas and prejudice which makes a transgender person evil and not you know human at all so, as I remember from one of the incident where uh, uh, some madam minister said that I need to educate, she said like, you need to educate your people. I said, our people are very much educated in sense of, you know, how to go around and ask for things. It's just the other side who people believe, you know, from the people from the journal community. I think we need to educate them. We need to, you know, make them understand the transgender people are as human as they are because there is the entire idea that they do not belong to system and just because of it we suffer at, you know each and every step so once i think you know if people will be aware of transgenders people will be aware of you know what all they go through and what are their issues i think things will become little easier I'm not expecting, you know, to things to change in one night, but it is a slow change. I think we should start from schools. We should start from, you know, 
a young age. system which already exists at a very young age why not why not you know there are state uh, like chatisgarh where where is a where we do have a transgender you know life story of a transgender as you know one of their courses in i think whether hindi english or where so we can do the same when the kids are growing up you need to understand when the kids are growing up usually what parents tell them about a transgender person if they ever come across you know they tell them no they are evil person they're going to kidnap they're going to take you away if you do something bad you know they will do something to you and this is how this child grows up and when this child grows up even if he or she joins something and becomes something for example somebody becomes a police officer somebody becomes a doctor somebody be- becomes some bureaucrat they still have that conditioning with them and it never goes so even after you know this children being grown up and you know being a responsible citizen and doing something for nation they never include transgender person so what we need to do is educate educate from the very young age so you mean to say that uh, the opinion that most people uh, have about transgenders is something that's taught and instilled in them and not something that they develop by themselves i think it is not intention first of all it is not intention see intentionally they don't do it but that is how they have been conditioned sure, see for example for when i was young I, i was born as a male child while growing up till 18 years or so i i lived as a you know male child though there was you know there's women i felt always like women i wanted to live like a women but there is a you know this very strong gender binary and even in that those times my mother or my father used to tell why do you behave like this this you know transgender people will come and take you away mm-hmm. so it is not you know how, how where did they learn from of course their p- parents taught them the yeah. same and this has been a chain for a very long time now i am a a, a kid who is you know not even you know someone who's very digital and uh, you know somebody who's analog i'm between of somewhere where i have seen both the faces where a transgender person was not at all part of the general where what you call you know quote and quote what what is a normal society mm-hmm. but now very recently i have seen at least kids are willing to talk about you know there are, there is media who is willing to write about them there are you know arts and films which are you know showing and you know show you know putting transgender people there is some representation is happening but earlier it was absolutely you know they ha- they chucked us chucked us out they never wanted to have have us even if we, they ever saw us it was you know just you know okay they come and they go it was it was never important that what we go through and what were our struggles were now at least media is writing about you know film is talk there is some kind of portrayal in the films and other systems also happening so there is a slow change happening but at my times when i was kid it was absolutely not to talk about transgender person because they do not fit in so when you were growing up it's almost like they didn't acknowledge the presence of transgender people in society because they weren't considered a part of society but now you're saying that slowly people are taking like whether it's the media whether it's the arts people are taking steps towards um putting an end to this vicious cycle and uh, based on that when you started your work at the mitra trust uh what was the biggest hurdle you faced what problems did you face with your work there 
see my my i i i i can share you know incident and stories what i've gone through so i remember when we started you know this organization in 2000 first of all what happened was before 2005 when i i was i identify myself as a kuti and kuti means as somebody you know in a there is a woman soul trapped inside a you know male person and this is how i used to identify myself but when i went to this organization who is working for you know hiv and you know people like transgenders and lgbt community they said one thing if you want to come here and avail services you please behave normal and it was you know not at all my concern that i want to go and you know get some resources but i want i was so desperate to seek help somebody should talk to me and make me understand that why i am going through this and then i stepped out of you know this organization and i started we all started this mitra which is the delhi's first community based organization and when we look for our first office trust me i mean you know this was not a choice but at least for 3 years we were so you know kind of a hidden and we used to enter the office at the time when you know nobody seeing us or early morning and we used to come out when it was a bit dark so people do not see us and you know they don't object so there was a fear that they're going to throw us out of this space where we are inviting more people to help and whenever we we used to call people we used to you know tell them please cover your face and cover we face this problem because we understand the kind of resources and you know counseling and all of it we wanted to create even that will be taken away if we you know we don't do it wisely or in a way that you know somebody can directly damage us mm-hmm. so those kind of challenges even even before shifting to this present office where we are here for like 5 years you know from last place where our office was there was a neighbor who came to us and she said one thing that you know our kids are afraid of you and Uh, my response and you know our response to her was that your kids are not afraid of us you are afraid of us and so you know we have always faced this that's why the kids were made to believe to be afraid of you yes yeah because i remember you know this last office before 5 years where i used to you know we used to run this whenever we used to go office this kids used to you know look at smilers and very nicely they used to you know uh, address as auntie and all those and these though they were were not very close and very friendly but they they was they were never afraid of when somebody is afraid of i i can make out i'm i'm as human as anyone i do have those senses working you know so i can make out but i i i was able to make out this auntie who was not okay with us so so and i i i this is where i quote it's you know you make your kids behave you know how you feel you know for some communities which is which is the problem you know still there mm-hmm. uh and it's almost like the auntie was trying to because based on her fear she was almost trying to like uh you know like instill the same fear in her children and ensure that her children did not interact with all of you even if they were even if they were just interested in interacting with you or even if they were simply greeting you it's like she was almost trying to 
take them away from being able to do that based on her own fear and her own I don't know whether they to interact with us or not but one thing was sure that she made it sure that even if the kids want to interact she will not allow us to interact and it's just not only you know to just stop from interacting but also to you know give us this image of not human or somebody who's very bad and if you go and meet them or if 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 they touch you or you know you talk to them you'll become you know like them so there is a whole idea about you know who who qualifies to be there in the you know this journal mainstream system as somebody who who will be respected and who can have a life of dignity because they always believe we were not worth we were not worth to live this life that we can have office she asked me she said me on my face that people like you beg and you know do wrong things what are you doing you're running your office here she also made a police complaint and police from telaknagar police station they came to our office we showed our paper that we run this government funded program and we are supporting you know communities by giving them counseling you know this we do have static clinic where they get check up and then only this police officer said that okay you keep doing your work there are there, there are a lot of people who may create but uh, you know end of the day when somebody stares you or somebody on a every day you know makes create some kind of problem it is not at all uh, enabling environment for you then you have to move out from that place though i wanted to stay there and you know change her how she thinks but it was damaging us our work and you know our everyday effort it must have been damaging to your morale also because if you constantly are made to feel like that your spirits also dampen and it might have been it might have affected that as well yes yes cuz you know it it was not only you know what how she used to, we most of the time she she was having two young you know grown up son when they were not around she lived you know on third floor and whenever she used to shop or something with the heavy bags we used to help her all the time saying that auntie if we can help you and if you need anything please let us know you are old but even after our you know trying best it it just you know we did not wanted to change how you know by helping her but in general we i i believe this was a human nature to help another human being and even after doing you know so much she she thought that we don't deserve to live you know and share the apartment in the same building so yes it it it, it actually kills you in it, yeah. see i have seen people who cannot be who you need they really need not to be direct you know when i see when people hate you or they have some kind of stigma or discrimination or you know it 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 is it is not always a direct where people can abuse you and you know say bad things and you know they can physically harm you but the look which you know they give it makes you so uncomfortable and it is for everyone and on top of that when you are from a community where you don't even have a legal support and you don't have you know other kind of social support who want to speak for you so it is it it, it you know it puts your moral down yeah uh when the chance bill passed in 2019 how was the chance community affected uh and 
what were those tumultuous times like so today is 15th april and today is the day uh, today is the national uh, transgender day today it is the same day where you know third gender was uh, recognized as a gender and uh, yeah. yes and <laughs> this is great i think from the, see before that as an indian as an individual i felt i was not part of this country i was made to feel that i i am not part of this country or you know i am not a citizen of this country after this i think a lot of things have changed at least there is you know it is within me and with my heart and you know for a lot of every transgender that they have this belief that at least system recognizes and they have acknowledges that we are also part of you know this country before that it was it was like some you know random you know some stuff which is there like you know object which is of no use and even if something happens to this person or you know this thing nobody will be bothered so after the recognition you know of of the nalsa judgment and the you know third gender being identified as a gender recognized as a gender i think a lot of things have changed people are confident people are at least willing to go and talk if something you know bad is happening to them before that we were so afraid to go to police cuz you know the legal system cuz they we were never acknowledged people never treated as human they always thought like you know we are some you know it's kind of when you do have some disease and there is there is no cure for it you just chop it and throw it throw it away uh, we would treat it like that and after the judgment at least it gave us hope that we we can go and at least talk about you know ourselves and we can educate we have started this now though it is not you know totally changed but there is sense of you know acceptance for at least sense of acceptance for myself I'll, before that it wasn't there yeah so you mean to say that when the transfer passed it was almost like the first step towards making the society more inclusive for trans individuals and i think it not only made like trans individuals feel more confident but also i think opened other opened up other people and made them more open minded to interacting with and helping trans individuals right i think yes in a way yes i may not be you know able to say it in a very uh, this way but i believe it it opened a lot of avenues and a lot of you know hope for us it is like now with the this bill and this judgment at least we can go and talk about ourselves and on top of that when you, i i always feel when you don't accept yourself and you know you don't have any identity you are so less and you know you're not valued at all but when you get this acceptance and ident- identity then you also start value valuing yourself and when you value yourself then you can you know go and ask for things and from then i think even society is have started you know and in listening to us for example media who was never bothered about us even this last covid so many things happened last year i didn't see many you know media houses talking or reporting about transgender suffering 
but at least we were there because we know this bill is there which is which is rights and protection bill so we can talk we can now with this bill we can go to different ministries we can go to different departments we can you know reach out to different individuals for support mm-hmm. yeah uh speaking of which uh what are some of the ways in which you've seen trans people be overtly discriminated against in public places specifically like based on your experience and based on what you've seen over the years how do you think what what do you think are the most common ways in which trans people are discriminated against in public places see it's everywhere it's everywhere i i i don't want to make it sound you know very ugly or you know if, or like in a way everything is fine even today me being as a you know somebody who people see as community leader somebody who see as you know activist even today i get this i from you know a stare from people the gays they you know people gave it's not only male it's also female it's you know people from all the age i think this is the most difficult part though there is extreme level of stigma and discrimination where people can come and say anything to you they can you know do physical violence with you they can rape you and there there have been cases where transgender people living with a partner where they leave they you know take their all money and they go away where police is not supporting and in public places when you go through security they they embarrass you by asking what is your name how do you identify they you know try to touch your private parts to and and more shockingly when you try to oppose all the other people who are in public i think they 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 become a group as a majority and they all be on one side to you know put you down that what this person has you know is, is doing to you is absolutely right you deserve to do that lot of people you know even i use lot of social media i still get to see where this you know uh this uh, social influencer they say they say such a derogatory you know stuff about you know things about transgender community recently i have seen this interview you know some kind of thing about this uh, this actor sanjay dat who says that you know what is happening with men of our country they are becoming sissy they wear this kind of pants i, I believe he has done some commercial for this mcdolls or something which is alcohol but, but and so it's just not one person it's it just when you step out of ha- your house it can be anyone it can be you know your neighbor it can be you know somebody who is at the transportation department or somebody you know at you know security or you you going to shop something or you is going for seeking a medical help and support i think stigma and discrimination is always there and this is how a life of a transgender person is way much more you know difficult one of the examples i have seen you know that when a transgender person wants to rent a house mm-hmm. and she is not having any identity proof because either she is disowned by the families or she was put in a condition that she ran away from the house and she don't have any social identification where you want to rent a house which is supposed to be a 5000 rupees for you know for any cisgender person 
a landlord will ask her for like 10000 rupees this is almost a double saying that you know i am at least you know doing a big favor by giving you this place to live you know i have to deal with the society and neighbors by saying that you know i have given you this place and on top of that you you you'll have you do not have to go through police verification and same in other ways for transportation lot of our people you know it is so difficult to live there you know, to earn their livelihood on top of that when they want to travel from one place to another they will take autos they don't want to travel in bus cuz you know there is everybody will start staring at you and there was there there has been a time where a bus conductor you know stopped a transgender person from entering you know inside a bus for example somebody like me who can talk about my rights and you know you know i'm vocal about i was not allowed to you know enter a mall so just yeah i mean it is it, it is on their news also i can share and this person at a you know it, it i remember it was my birth my birthday is in october and you know last month of september i i tried to have this small you know hall or something so that i could throw a party for for my friend and i i just i was just trying to you know go inside and check what are what is available with my budget at least i believe four to five security personnel at, at with that very second you know stop me from entering the mall whereas everybody was coming and going outside they said one thing i said like i said like what is wrong why why are you not allowing me to go inside they said like there is nothing available for people like you and i stood there you know thinking and you know thinking i stood there for 45 minutes and in this duration of 45 minutes we were arguing and we i kind of got angry also and we were trying to explain that we are not going inside to beg or whatever whatever silly reason they were having and they said no you cannot enter the mall so you know it it feels you it is it is just not a public embarrassment it is not just you know you you've been embarrassed in public but when you also return you you come back to your house you keep thinking you you you, you should you know it's like you know what kind of mental stress and you know thing i have gone through because of it i also filed a police complaint at the nearest police station which is janakpuri but nothing happened they said one thing it is a private you know uh, place and they have right to allow anybody and you know disallow anybody they feel like but i was i, I asked the same question that why they were allowing everybody without you know you know judging about or you know thinking whatever whether age gender sex no no of an age or, or you know cisgendered person whether male or female sex or whether you're a kid you're a grown up person but just because i was a visible transgender person they did not allow and the police did nothing about it except say that no they did nothing see police believes one thing that legal system believes they have so much to deal with i mean the incense of you know there is loot happening there is murder happening that they have they under so much of pressure for them it's a very small thing which you know we are just creating fuss about it's almost like they don't realize that this put us in so much of stress and mental you know stress and 
i believe it it is just not you know about you know fee being embarrassed and feeling shame about you know who i am at that very point but i have gone through this mental you know stress for almost 2 to 3 months thinking about the same thing mm-hmm. and it made me f- from that day i have stopped going to any mall it just recently when i may you know met uh, uh, moni and your mother Yeah. For the very first time, I entered this mall where they threw this party, and I asked uh, Moni that I don't know whether if they will allow us to get in. Yeah. So you know, it it is a pain I do have. Maybe just because I do have friends who who know you know about the mall and you know who know the system, they have allowed us in, but. till now i think i don't have that confidence to you know go to any other mall in you know some different area mm-hmm. be on a similar note uh, what are some of the questions that you think uh, cis individuals ask people who identify as trans and queer too often that they should not be asking this is also linked to the conditioning that most cis people especially in our society have so based on what you've seen what are some of the questions and some of the comments that they make that they should not be making i think one way the first question which is they should not be asking and they they always ask are you the real one see they also they do have idea about who are the i don't know where where this comes from who taught them and where they learn from which literature and which doctor or you know who told them there are real transgenders and with their fake transgenders person like me just because i do have you know i don't have very feminine voice people ask me you know i whether i'm the real one or the you know fake one i remember while returning from the airport once i took a cab and this cab driver pulled my hair you know pull literally he pulled my hair oh, and he, he and i said what are you doing he said like i'm just checking whether you are the real one or the fake one cuz the the fake one do wear wigs and you know uh, do nonsense i said who taught you this and it's just not you know a cab driver i have seen doctors behaving the same way i've seen somebody who's highly who say who says like uh, i'm literate i remember one of the meetings you know where uh, we were discussing you know about this nalsa judgment before this nalsa happened one of the ministry uh, you know minister came and said i have just uh, i have just, i i know this is a disorder this is a disorder and i said i i a couple of us we asked like where did you you know hear this and where did you learn he said i just you know did wikipedia and wikipedia says that being transgender is a disorder oh my god and and beside that you know lot of questions whether you're real one whether you're fake one and whether you have you know how do you have sex you know uh, and when you you know when you die whether people beat you from ch- with you know chappals and shoes Or, you know all kind of silly questions silly people answer. can ask you yeah and uh, speaking of which what do you think uh, we can do in our capacity as allies uh, to take forward the aim of the mitra trust and be at better allies to the trans community as a whole what steps do you think we can take to do that i think the 
I think what we need to do at this point of time, though there is a judgment, though there is a judgment, there is, you know, rights and protection bill is there. But I still, government is not so, you know, their job is, I mean, I, in a way, they have not been able to educate the larger community, the bigger audience, where you say in, in journal, you know, where people should be aware of transgenders. If you even randomly, you know, go out and, you know, ask somebody, may it be your friend or somebody you know very closely or, you know, from a distance, you just ask about, would you know about transgender? They don't know anything. So first thing, I think first very thing, the step, even I say when you want to, you know, learn how to read and write, the first thing they do is teach you alphabets. You know, if you want to do, you know, something in maths, they're going to teach you numbers. So I think the first, very first thing is the need, there is a need of education about transgender community in general for everyone. We cannot be, you know, we cannot be, you know, learning only things from what, you know, the stupid television or, you know, media have has been giving us a lot of time they they don't do justice to us there has been a misrepresentation so there has to be a correct representation there has to be a there is a need of a correct you know information about transgender community which is lacking which is i think most of the time even if somebody wants to talk about or educate people other side they don't want to listen mm -hmm. so i think what we need to do is educate educate like i mentioned earlier one of the madam ministers said that i need to educate my you know my community i said my community is very well aware of because they are so isolated and they have been living alone so they they understand the world they they are learning so much they have so much of time but other people are so busy in their own fancy world and in their own ideas that they will only live with what they have heard once or twice. They have never talked to a transgender person. They have never talked, interacted with anyone. They don't understand issue. They only understand one thing. Oh, transgender people are aggressive. Transgender people are evil. They kidnap kids or they make fuss. But you don't know reason why it is. So if some, some transgender person is, you know, you see aggressive, there is also a reason behind it or somebody who is not willing to talk you know, they, they have made their, you know, self-defense mechanism because most of the time, if they try to be trans community, try to be friendly, uh, you know, people from the other end, they have been very bad to them. Yeah. So I think, I think we need to educate. We need to give the right information. And I totally don't blame. See, one thing I want to, you know, say that I don't blame those people doctors or you know legal system or in general anybody that they are bad to transgender people the only problem and mistake is they don't have the correct information about trans community if you don't know anyone or any you know a culture or a person of course you will live with your own idea and then you'll behave accordingly. But once you know, okay, this is how it works and this is who they are and this is what it is. And, you know, this is the right pronoun I should be using for a transgender person. A lot of time I meet people right on my face. I wear sari, I suit, you know, suit. I, I, I live like a woman. Still people address me as a male. They call me sir. And, you know, they use pronoun as he and those terms so i i think people need to get educated mm -hmm. yeah 
what steps do you think we can take as younger allies from our generation uh, to make the situation better at least with our peers and educate them more how do you think we can go about it and make it impactful and lasting oh uh, see as i told you that i i am from a generation that i'm not even totally digital and not totally analog so i am in middle of somewhere hanging but one thing very interesting beautiful which i have noticed about today's generation that they are not you know taking everything from their parents or somebody who's senior at their house now they do have resources like computers you know smartphones and internet and all kind of you know freedom that they can access you know information from so i have seen this this kind of a change where you know young kids are willing to listen and you know they find the correct information if for example someone's mother says no this is the way you should be doing and you know i've seen a kid say no mom this is not the right way i've just learned and this is the correct way where a small kid is you know let informing her mother that this is the correct way to do it so i think this generation do have lot of resources and capacity and this willingness because i've seen this community wants to be inclusive mm-hmm. yeah um do you have any last words for listeners uh uh last word is like i i see what has been happened has happened but i am very hopeful with this new generation this you know what do you call millennial kids i think they have so much of power to bring change and we may not be in big numbers but we if we have friends like you we if we have you know ally like you friends and support like you i think we can bring this change and if tomorrow i may not be there somebody like me will not feel less human or neglected or you know not part of the system or not indian at all i think it is i think yeah, there is it is also a responsibility for young generation and i think they they've been doing fabulous and i think they can bring this change when we say of a inclusive society i think one day this change will happen where somebody like me you know one another rudrani will not be stopped from you know entering any mall in this world or any system any place she'll be you know as respected or as human as any other person in this world thank you so much for sharing your story with us uh, until then this is saranya signing off thank you so much rudrani for sharing your story Thank you Aranya for giving me this chance. Thank you so much.